Welcome to TJ Talks. I'm Judd, and I'm here with my co-host, Teresa, and we're here to talk about the things that are of interest to us, things that might be of interest to you, and we're going to get going. So, hey, Teresa. Yes. How are you? Good. Wow. <laughs> Seems like forever since we just last talked. I know, huh? <laughs> the moments just passed like in infinity. <laughs> Well, we did have another podcast that was ready to go, and then when we went when we went to go check it out, there was some issues with the audio where it kind of had some track issues, so we really couldn't produce it. It just didn't sound right, so we chose to not do that. So, and I think you know, obviously, everything happens in the world for a reason. So there was something that wasn't supposed to happen about that show. Although, I, as I recall, and it, we didn't say anything bad about anybody, so I no. think we're okay. <laughs> no. Karma's not striking us down for anything wrong we did. I think it just, for whatever reason, wasn't supposed to happen. I don't know. We had good stuff in that show. because Yeah, we had our prohibition discussion. We had some interesting history and facts. We did. We had talked about your, your tr- upcoming trip. And, right. And the fact that in uh, one, the big fact, my big factoid... <laughs> which is that the speed of life was measured That's right. right next to where your trip was. So why don't we go ahead and start talking about our trips. One thing that we did was we both went on some really cool weekend trips over the last weekend. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that and maybe a little bit about what we learned and what's kind of cool why other people, if you live in the local areas, why you should do that. Why people should do that, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start us off only because uh, – my trip was a nice backpacking adventure for three days, two nights with my son and a friend of ours from Boy Scouts and um, who is an exceptional backpacker and camper and general all-around great guy and definitely knows his way in and around, um, you know, nature and all that, which <laughs> I didn't and don't still. But after this past three days, I really feel more confident about being out in the elements and we're never that far from, you know, civilization, but there is an element of survival to sleeping outside. And, you know, even though we were in a tent, but maintaining ourselves through the weather, through whatever water that we had to purify, through just trekking on these little trails that were very small with our big heavy packs. It was great. And for my son and I, who's just 11, um, it was a lovely bonding weekend. And we went through a lot together. He, unfortunately, on the hike out, got uh, bitten by a tick. So we had to do a small tick removal on the trail, which is never pleasant. And and it was one of those moments when it was all over and we got home. I kind of said to him, look, now we've been through this together. So I hope in your life there's never any reason for you to never not tell me something or, you know, know that I'm not on your side. Because we literally survived these last three days, stuck at each other's sides and doing everything for each other, you know, setting up tents, making food, starting a fire, doing this together. We had a really great experience that way. So it was a fun, fun bonding element. So both your sons didn't go, just your oldest? 
just my older boy. The younger one, um, it would have been a really hard hike for him. It was really physically one of the harder things I've ever done. And, you know, I feel fairly confident as a fit adult. I've run half marathons. I run, you know, consistently every week and exercise four or five days a week. And it kicked my hind end very hard. These hills that we were hiking and the amount of elevation gain and descent, you know, when you're carrying a 35-pound pack, it's hard on your legs. So... I was spent by the end of the weekend for sure and definitely was gl- I'm glad that I was as fit as I was before we started otherwise I don't think I would have made it. Wow. wow. We had a random heat wave in December. <laughs> so even hiking up the first 3 miles it was 85 degrees and which was great because we weren't freezing which we sort of thought we were going to be and and of course we had packed wet- clothing for colder weather. But in the evenings, it was very, very chilly. But at, it, during the day, it was nice and warm. So it was a good and bad. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, so exactly where did you hike to? Talk. Um, the first three miles is up up in, above Altadena is a place called Eaton Canyon. And um, it's kind of at the base of Mount Wilson. So the first three miles up into Eaton Canyon takes you to this little place called Henninger Flats. And Henninger Flats, um, about the turn of the century, 1900, they excavated that area. There was a lot going on up there, believe it or not, at that time. There was a Mount Wilson toll road. There were several luxury resorts in and around um, the top of Mount Wilson. And you could reach reach it on this funky little like trolley car, essentially, that ran till about the mid-30s. So it was a, a fun, touristy area. So Henninger Flats was developed as a little way station on your way up to the top of Mount Wilson. And it's also now used by the forestry department as a tree nursery. So I'll have to send you pictures. But if you're in like Monrovia or Duarte or Pasadena, you can look up and you can see where Mount Wilson is because of all the TV antennas and all the cell towers that are on it. And then, I don't know, a couple miles down, you see this little flat and it's all covered with trees and nothing else is. And it stands out quite distinctly because it's a tree farm, a camping area. Um, it's used as a fire station and, and a lookout for the L.A. County Fire Department. It's kind of the gateway to the backside of the Angeles Crest mountain range. So a year or so ago, we had a huge fire here called the Station Fire. Mm-hmm. And, and it definitely um, hit that area very hard. So now it's all recovered and it looks just as beautiful as ever. And it's actually been improved since the fire. So the trails are more accessible and they're welcoming people back in. So that fire that happened there, it really didn't burn down trees so much as uh, clear a lot of underbrush. Is that what? Yeah. And and it's the good and bad of these forest fires. You know, we're supposed to have them and they sort of are nature's little purge valve on getting rid of stuff. So, yeah, with the exception of some... There were some homes lost in that, but I think the devastation was minor in theory um, because it did do some clearing of some things. So you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So once we got to Henninger Flats, that was our first overnight spot, and it is literally a three-mile straight-up hill. I mean, there's no break. You're going up the entire time. We, uh, our, our co-camper, Matt, has a food dehydrator, and he dehydrated and made all of our meals, which was awesome. So we, you know, reconstituted everything, boiled it up on camp stoves and, you know, literally lived outdoors for a couple days, slept that night fairly well, and then headed up the mountain another mile and a half up and then a mile and a half in to this very remote, the most remote place I've ever been 
with one exception. Um, once we turned off this trail, we never saw another human being until we came back out. So it was really quiet, a little campground called Camp Idle Hour. And <laughs> we got in there. It was beautiful by a, a, str- a running stream, which was great for the water source. And it, there was nobody there. There's no amenities there. There's no running water of any kind, no restrooms. So you're completely on your own. You pack in. And you pack out everything you pack in. So it's, you know, it's different. And it's one of those moments, and a lot of people don't put any thought into this, and they probably shouldn't, but for whatever reason I do. Whereas, you know, say you break your leg or you hurt your foot or you do whatever, how the heck are you going to get out of there? Because the only way in is this very narrow trail. It's this little canyon and up on this mountainside. You know, it's not like it would just be very difficult if something happened and you needed to get out quickly. So although one bar of cell service that we could get in occasionally like if you stood in the right spot and held your phone up between the trees just right you could get a bar but uh it did feel very isolated which is wonderful on one hand and a little bit daunting on the other so wow and knowing knowing that we were only you know an hour and a half hike back to the main road back down to the flats where there's you know rangers etc you know it's not far but it feels far when, especially at night, when it's complete blackness because there's the trees overshadow even any sign of stars. So it's completely dark, which it's very strange, almost claustrophobic because you don't see anything. Wow. And we, of course, had our little headlamps and flashlights and all that stuff. And, and it never felt unsafe, but it just feels so isolated, which is, like I said, really great and a little bit daunting. <laughs> Talking about feeling safe, did you see any wildlife that was like, uh, go away, go away? Yeah, um, we did not, which is good. I have an un, unnormal fear or abnormal fear of bears. I really don't enjoy them and have camped several times before this and had encounters with bears or bears that come through the camp or right outside the camp or whatever. So for whatever reason, I just, I don't enjoy bears. Now, this area is very bear prone and we did not see any this particular trip. So we're wondering if maybe it was December or the bears, you know, kind of hold up for the winter. Who knows? We didn't see any. I had even invested in bear spray, which is like a super concentrated pepper spray that you would use for bears. And uh, of all the things I forgot to put in my backpack, that was the one. So (laughs) I'm glad we didn't see any bears. Because I didn't have my spray. <laughs> and not that the spray is going to harm the bear terribly. The, the thought is it will deter the bear from approaching you any closer and that you will have time to run. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but we were safe and sound. No bears of any kind. Um, lots of animal tracks. One of the uh, scout things is to track animals and look for their markings and excrement, which is not fun but one of the things you have to do to see what's in and around the area so we were able to get some scout requirements done while we were up there too so that was kind of nice cool so how do you uh, just going on scout portion a little bit how do you do that how do you document do you have to take some photos and bring back evidence and then somebody in the scout masters world says yes they did it and they sign off on it or that's exactly right we took pictures and uh i have pictures of bear poop because we did see poop and bear uh Deer tracks, uh, looks like maybe raccoon tracks or some other small animal. So, yeah, a lot. It, and of course, I've done a lot of hiking and never really knew to look for those things. And once you start looking, it's very easy to find them. Mm-hmm. So the next step and something we're going to do this weekend actually with our scouts is you take a uh, 
a little bit of plaster and you actually make a mold of the of the track or the footprint. So that's something we're off to do this weekend. And I wish we'd have had the supplies to do it last weekend because we could have gotten lots of them done. So. Oh, oh, do you have <laughs> yeah. a, a certain amount of them that you need to do? Like, yeah, get, there's get so it. many animals you have to try to find and, and it's not difficult. And especially in and around our area, you know, we have lots of deer and right. raccoons, mm-hmm. small wooded animals. So, so we'll be able to, to get it done for him. So yeah, it was a lot of fun and it was, like I said, physically hard, mentally exhausting because you're tired when it's all over and, and knowing that it was me and my son and our friend Matt and, and just making it out, making sure everybody was okay. It's a lot of responsibility, but we had a really good time and I'm ready. Now I'm ready for like a long, maybe a week long adventure. Cool. Yeah. I'm thinking the Grand Canyon or someplace that, you know, has a great scenery, great terrain and the elements of being outside that would be comfortable, good weather and that kind of stuff. So I think that'll be our next plan for the summer. Oh, wow. So, but, yeah. that, but that's a little bit different because you'll have more amenities where you're kind of in and out of the, unless of course you, you might do it where you're out in the wilderness the entire time. But I would like to try that. I mm-hmm. really would. So, and of course I say that boldly now when I, you know, when I've survived my little two day, you know, six mile jaunt, I, I don't know how much further, you have to go to get completely remote like that, um, or maybe and maybe I wouldn't like it, and then I'd be really stuck. But I, I have a feeling that I would. So there was a really big sense of accomplishment once we were through it mm-hmm. and home. And even for my son, who's 11, he's like, "Yeah, we went. It was a long, long, hard walk and a long, hard weekend, and we kept and we kept it together, and we did great." So there's a little bit of that, and I think a whole week of adventure would be really awesome. So cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. you definitely have plenty of places to go where you can have those experiences living in Southern California. We're spoiled out here. Yep, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. Well, so that was my exciting weekend. Well, well, my exciting weekend takes us to Savannah, Georgia. Nice, nice, nice. And, and you know, interesting, you talk about Boy Scouts, and here's, here's a tie-in. Always looking for the tie-in. Of course. <laughs> Do you, did you know that Savannah, Georgia is the home of the Girl Scouts. I didn't know that. That's quite fascinating. So those cookies were started in Savannah, Georgia? Well, I don't know about the cookies, <laughs> but the founder, her home is there, and the Girl Scouts' first headquarters is there in Savannah, Georgia. And if you are a Girl Scout, the place that you want to go to get one of your badges is the home of the Girl Scouts. And oh. So they go there. In fact, they have some scouting things that you, if you take a tour of the home there's a little gift shop and some stuff and i was like well i i know that you i don't know exactly how it works for you because i've seen that you you have a boy scout uniform yourself as a scout leader correct so i wasn't sure if any of that stuff really played for you <laughs> from the girl well, scouts <laughs> you know i wasn't a girl scout as a kid so mm-hmm. i didn't do that i um i spent one year being like a campfire girl but it's a different you know offshoot so mm-hmm. And, and I'm a adult leader in my son's Cub Scout pack and now in my other son's Boy Scout troop. Mm-hmm. So, because I have positions in both of those. So I have the uniform. It's one of those things where you don't have to wear it, but you kind of feel like you should because everybody else is wearing one. So, yeah. <laughs> well, right. And then there's a reason for a uniform anyways, because then people know who the authority figures are. Exactly. That's the theory behind it. And I think it does mean something to the kids that, you know, they have to wear theirs, so we should wear ours. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Absolutely. 
And I wish I had been a Girl Scout. I mean, now that I've had as much fun as a peripheral outsider in the Cub Scout and Boy Scout organization, you know, these kids have a lot of fun and there's a lot of stuff for them to do. It would have been fun to do that as a kid. Guys got a jamboree <laughs> to go to, I'm sure. There is. I've never been. It's, you know, I think it's like the big uh, Scout of Palooza with, you know, as many thousands of scouts all across the country. I don't know that we'll ever venture that far, but you never know. Uh, they had one when I was the the uh, command duty officer down at the port, Port Canaveral, because the Navy runs the port. We kind of own it. Uh, the Boy Scouts came down to do their jamboree locally. And oh, so, fun. So I was kind of, you know. If there yeah. was a problem, they called me up. Hey, we got a problem. But yeah. They never really had a problem. I was going to say, well, I don't know. It seems like every time we go camping as a big group or have a stampede or a, a smaller version of Jamboree, there's always something to have a problem about. But so good. So you got lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you were at the Girl Scout Founders Home, there's no real tie between the two organizations that they talk about, right? She's no. related. Yeah. No. So she just started this because she wanted to. Yeah, she was like a, what would you call it, a, um, I don't want to say an aristocrat, because there really weren't these aristocrats, but the, she came from a well-to-do family in Savannah, okay. Georgia, but she had no kids. Okay. And she was looking for some community outreach type of thing to do, and she uh, d- figured that this was the thing to do. And, sure. And that's what she did, was she created the Girl Scouts, got some of the nice. local girls together in the community and started doing things. And, you know, she was more of the, as I've been told, having gone there a couple times, that she wasn't like this great Girl Scout herself. She was more like great at getting people to support the Girl Scouts. Oh, good. Okay. Well, every group needs one of those. <laughs> you know, yeah, she was able to... advocate. Yeah, she was the advocate, money finder. And, and someone will probably correct me if I'm wrong in all of the stuff I'm saying, but that's what I've been told uh, based on my various trips to Savannah is that there were other people who were the better scouts. Mm-hmm. That she, but she did go scouting. She just wasn't like, you know... Well, and it's one of those things if she didn't have a child involved in the organization, but she was still donating her time and money and support, mm-hmm. heck, that's amazing. And and to do what she did was a full-time job for the Girl Scouts in starting them, let alone if she'd have had children involved to do all the minor day-to-day things. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. What else did you see in Savannah? Well, let's see here. Um, went to a whole bunch of different historic homes that – I guess recently, uh, Robert Redford just recently finished filming a movie called The Conspirator, which is about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, all right. And, of course, that did not happen in Savannah, Georgia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Happened in Washington, D.C. But because of the historic nature of the city and they have homes and things that have a period look. Yes. Uh, so that's why they chose that city to do its fi- the filming there, and and the weather's pretty good most of the time. So right. so they did it there, and we got to tour about three or four different homes that were just private residences that had been used in the filming of the movie. So that was kind of neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then we walked looked through houses that people had decorated for Christmas and were just historic in nature, and took some pictures where they allowed us to do so. Uh, let's see, what else did we do? We ate at a couple of really great restaurants. 
good. Mm-hmm. Man, the food was phenomenal. I bet. Um, oh, Mrs. Great. Wilkes Boarding House, some of the best chicken, stew. Mm. Um, I mean, and, and it's all sort of family style, all you can eat. So, oh, so they great. bring out these big old bowls of food and they just plop them on the table. Actually, when you go in to sit down, the food is piping hot, sitting there waiting for you. You sit down and it's like, go. And you just eat until you're done and you get up, you pay and leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, you know, there's no decisions to be made except the split decision on how much you're going to take out of that bowl. And I, oh. and I ate a lot of uh, macaroni and cheese, which was like really, really good. And probably three helpings of stew and oh, I can't even begin to tell you. And it was just, oh, it sounds great. It, yeah. It, yeah. But one of the gentlemen there said, you know, even the food I don't normally like was really good and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all deliciously prepared and yeah. Well, mm. well, see, miss, there's, there's these two ladies, right? There's Mrs. Wilkes, and she's actually passed away, so her her relatives run it and just like it was ran 20 years ago. Okay. And then, of course, there's the other Savannah lady who is famous for her cooking. Yes. Right? Which is... Miss um, um, Paula Dean. Paula Dean. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and she has a restaurant on the other side of town called Lady and Sons. And... So her food, so the difference is she feeds so many people throughout the day that there's a lot more what I consider institutional use right. of food, uh-huh. more, more restaurant-oriented, where Mrs. Wilkes is more like if you went to somebody's house and they were cooking a big meal. Wow, okay. That's, Ooh, it's so it's... You know, it's almost like having a handcrafted beer versus a mass-produced beer. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I mean, good. if no one really told you, you might not notice the difference. But for the real, like, person who's, re- you know, you know that there's three ladies sitting in the kitchen in the back peeling potatoes at Mrs. Wilkes. I have a feeling that ain't quite the case over there at Lady and Sons. That or- That ordeal is just way too big. They're, right. They're, it's going on from, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever until 9 or 10 at night. And they just have too much cooking to do to just be doing everything, you know, handcrafted. Yeah, they're not preparing it handcraft. Yeah, exactly. It's it's more industrial or corporate, you know, in, in her restaurant as opposed to yeah. this as well. Yeah. Mm. Are, are, they, are they both good? Yes, they're both very good. But, sure, sure. No, but you can just tell one is a little bit even more special. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the owner is there on site, and they only serve for four hours a day at Mrs. Wilkes, uh, oh. Monday through Friday. So if you go on a weekend, you're not eating there, which, yeah, you're right. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's a line every time you go. And we waited yeah, in line to get in, yeah. And, uh, but they, they move it. Eight people. They sit eight strangers down at a table. They go, go. <laughs> oh my gosh so you're so it's sort of like a benihana thing where you just get seated and the, the food show happens in front of you so to speak right? yeah, <laughs> with yeah. strangers <laughs> they, they go go in under there to the left and that's your table and then they go one two three four okay that's it and then like if they have seated let's say a party of six and then they'll look in the crowd and go any parties of two two Okay, you guys. Excellent. Yeah. So they do like a theme park. We got any single riders That's or right. two riders? Absolutely. 
Oh, that's fun. <laughs> no to-go boxes, though. I will tell you. <laughs> oh, you can't take any leftovers home, Mm-mm. huh? No, and the price is right. Fifteen bucks. Oh my gosh, for sort of all you can eat. Oh my goodness. Well, like that food. I mean, it's like going wow. to Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, it's lunchtime out here, and you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> What else did we do? We went to the, a place called the Pink House, which is also very famous in Savannah for Savannah locals and travelers there, and had a really nice meal downstairs. And if you watch the Travel Channel, it's one of the most haunted places if you go for that sort of thing. So that was all. And did you feel any entity or energies or anything yeah, like that? Or? I didn't really. Ah. It just, you know, for me. <laughs> oh, I you have. Skipped. I have to tell you, this is great. So we had gone to Mrs. Wilkes the day before, and uh, we were waiting in line. And there was this group of people there called the Trailblazers, okay, which is a group of like older single people. Uh huh. And they were all there for this trip, and we were kind of standing in line. We're uh, talking to them because we had been up there lots and lots of times. We've eaten at Mrs. Wilkes a number of times. And so it was like, you know, you just talk to people in line. That's what people do. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, fast forward to the next day, and we're with our niece and nephew, and uh, we're down there at the bar, eating our dinner, because it was so packed we couldn't get a reservation for the Pink House. Okay. And uh, there's three ladies sitting at the bar, and my nephew, he's like two between me and these ladies and the ladies look over and they go, we know you guys. And my nephew and niece hadn't been there. So it was just me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then they started just talking to me, me and my, my nephew and kind of cut the, the ladies out. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. It was like, this, in Savannah. yeah, it was like, it was like this pickup thing, you know, they were single uh-huh. and looking and they were definitely, uh, drinking quite a bit and uh, <laughs> laying it on. You know. Oh yeah, the old. Haven't I met you before? Don't, right. I, don't, I must know you from somewhere. Yes. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Right. It was so funny too. <laughs> wow, well, nice. All right, so you got hit on. Yeah, we got and a good meal. We got hit on. <laughs> oh yeah. It was just funny. It, just listening to them. Because normally it's the guys who try to pick up the girls, right? Yeah. Not, I think it's changing now, though. But, Women are way bolder, I think. All of these girls were in their 50s or older. Okay. You know, and so my, and my nephew, he's like uh, 31. Oh, yeah. So they, oh, yeah, that is prime picking right there it, for it them. Was, it was Cougar Town. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. Oh, oh that's funny. Oh, yeah. And, but then they were like... Well, you know, we're just up here on our own, you know, and and it's like um, we're, we're really not interested in dating anyone. We're just looking for a fun time to go places with our friends, and this is just like a friend community thing. And we're like, okay, that's cool, but then they wouldn't leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like turn into my niece and my wife and I'd be like oh my gosh is your nephew married by any chance yeah well I should say I call him my nephew but he's really my niece's husband oh so okay so he's married to your niece all yeah. right uh, what yeah, is, what yeah. Is yeah that he'd be your nephew-in-law I guess whatever yeah yeah so that's what I I just call him my nephew so he's wearing a wedding ring. You guys are both there with spouses. I love that. Women are awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least you can be flattered. I mean, I, I always think that's a good time. <laughs> hey, I loaded. 
I loaded Google on one of the ladies' iPhones. Oh my god! Google. Oh my god! <laughs> Why am I not surprised that that would come down to some sort of tech? titillation there well, that you had to do well you know th- here's the thing so that you're sitting there having these conversations with people and so they're like talking about oh we're gonna plan in on going to this bar we're gonna do this sort of thing and i'm like well why don't you just look it up on your phone you've got like the most high-tech phone in your hand like yeah. she's like i'm like don't you have like google on your phone she's like what are you talking about so oh. she like had one application downloaded on the phone completely I said, oh, you have to have Google. So I downloaded Google for her. I said, and I yeah. showed her how, I don't know if you have this app, but you could press the little microphone button and it'll let you talk into your phone or into your iPod touch. And it will actually go out to the Google server and it will spell out, it'll translate it into text, speech to text, and, and do the search. And you don't even, so like if you're driving or whatever, you can just do that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And what's really cool is, like, you can look up a business that way. You can say, oh, well, Vince's Spaghetti. And, yeah. And then with a phone, it'll also geolocate. So it kind of knows that to automatically search for you, businesses in your area. And she didn't know how to use Google, let alone her iPhone. Right. So she, <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that lady was probably, like, closer to 60. I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. And, I guess that, you know, there is a little bit of a generational thing, but it feels to me like now, even the older generation is definitely familiar with Google and what it does and all that. It, my mom has an iPhone 4. And, yes. And she uh, will FaceTime with me. She'll call me up at places. You, you have to hear this story. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so my mom lives out where you're at, you know. Uh-huh. And I guess there's these um, bars that they have where they smoke water pipes. Yes. Then that's hookah kind bars. of hookah bars. Yeah, and they're kind yes. of popular, I guess, uh-huh. out there. So my mom was dragged by her coworkers. She works for uh, a governmental agency out okay. there. And so as a group of ladies, they went out for an evening to have fun. And they showed up, ended up at one of those bars for a little bit. I don't know how long. Yeah. So somehow they had Wi-Fi in there. And my mom calls me up and says, you got to get on FaceTime. I'm like, okay. Okay, Mom. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm on FaceTime, and she's passing the phone around to all of her coworkers, and they're like, hey, hey, woo. You know, and you're like seeing all, they're, every one of them is like the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland. Right, because they've got the hookah pipe, it's smoky, it's dark lighting. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it was funny, you know. And what was her favorite flavored tobacco? Did she have a favorite? You know, I don't know that she even smoked any, but if she did. Yeah. It it was just more being there in the atmosphere. Yes, for sure. Yes. They're quite, yeah, it is quite a little phenomenon. There's lots of hookah bars around lately. Wow. You know, yeah. t- talking about that, and, and they, we don't have that so much here in Florida. If you do, it's not something that's really advertised. It's right. It's not, not, hasn't become a big deal. But now we're going to take it away from our two topics that we've been talking about best and take it into the general category of conversation. Yep. So, what is your opinion about the Miley Cyrus hookah bar business? <laughs> oh, is that what she's doing? Oh, my goodness, well, you, I haven't heard this. Well, you, you didn't hear? She got busted no. for smoking a, a bong. I didn't know this. She got Michael Phelps. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> except she wasn't smoking marijuana. She was smoking some other... The hookah. Okay. Something in there. Some, like, herb or something. Yeah, whatever. She's and a hookah pipe is, in my opinion, way different than a bong. Oh, but, is it? Yeah, I mean, structurally, there's differences. Uh, well, let me let me find out exactly what she. I did. feel so inadequate. I don't know this story, and I love pop culture stuff. So, find yeah, find out oh, because. Uh huh. And she's over eighteen, right? She is. She yeah. is. So let's see here. Uh, she was. She was. Go ahead. TMZ lists it as smoking a bong. Wow. I mean, if she was smoking a true bong and if she was smoking marijuana, then... Salvia. That's what it was. Salvia. Wow, I don't even know what that is. It says here... Here, Google that. (laughs) Experimenting with a bong and catching a case of the giggles. But sources say she was not smoking marijuana. Five days after her 18th birthday... (laughs) Five days after. Okay. A natural herb called salvia, which is, has psychedelic qualities, and possession of salvia in the state of California is legal. Now, here's the thing. I mean, I have uh, co-workers, and we talk about this sort of thing because they have kids, and you have kids. Yes. And a lot of people look at Miley Cyrus, this Hannah Montana person, the character, who she is, and we lose sight that they're human beings and not yes. role models. Right. But... That's what they see. There's, right. They, and they're following every aspect of their life. And they're going, well, what is the story? Miley Cyrus is doing drugs. Uh, and and would, do you go, well, you know what? That's not the role model I want for my kids. So guess what? You know, we're going to throw out all the Miley Cyrus records or Hannah Montana stuff. Or I mean, Where do you... What do you do with that information, I guess? Right. I think, you know, it's interesting. For for being a parent, I would definitely say that, and specifically in this case, she was not doing anything illegal. So that makes it a little bit cloudier. Had she been smoking marijuana or, you know, something worse, I don't think that I would throw out the Hannah Montana CDs or any of that because personally, what she represented in those CDs to my kids is it's different than the fact that she's a human being and just a TV star. So what I'm trying to say is that I share a lot of experiences and know a lot of things about my kids and and the things that they like. And we like them because they're fun and, and they're fun at that moment. So the fact that she smoked marijuana and my kid might've heard about it doesn't change the fact that, that whatever fun my kid was having with her or her records, that's fine. It's different to me. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against her. I really wouldn't. But, but you won't hear your kid go, well, if Miley Cyrus did it, then it must be okay. Yeah, truly, I can't imagine any kid makes that leap or any kid with a decent parent would make that leap because it's not true. I don't think anybody feels that way. I don't think anybody, you know, when they say that athletes are role models, I don't think any kids really think athletes are role models. I really don't. But, you know, I guess they're they're celebrities, but celebrity does not mean role model in the least. Mm-hmm. So I would think that I'm trying to think of anybody who's really disappointed me in, in something like that or, or the kids. I, and I can't even come up with one right now in my mind. Even like um, celebrity couples that break up and, and say you like the couple, like the Sandra Bullock and the and what's his name? Uh, Jesse James. Okay. Right. And everybody was so shocked that 
that um, he had this affair and, and they were so devastated for her or this, that, or other. And I thought, you know what? I can't be too worked up about the fact that he, he's a human being. And, and good, bad, or indifferent what he did, it, it's their business. It's not our business. So it's hard to be disappointed, per se, because it doesn't really affect my life. And, it sh and Miley Cyrus's smoking shouldn't affect my kid's life because I should be the one who has an effect on my kid's life. But look at Michael Vick. <sighs> you know? Right? I mean... Yes. And he was just in the news this week. Did you hear him say that he really thought he'd like to own a dog again? I've heard that. <laughs> it, <laughs> and I know I have a friend on Facebook who wrote something that uh, along the lines of, uh, you, you, you don't let child molesters have kids and you exactly. don't and you don't let yeah. uh you know people who have you know abused animals right. and animals do are they really rehabbed yes exactly that do, i think do, that ship has sailed do, for him do, do you give so. an alcoholic a beer i'm, I'm, I'm right. cured right. <laughs> and i think that speaks to his level of probably narcissism or whatever that he would feel that he could say that and not receive public backlash for it or even think that he deserves it. I mean, I, I just I can't imagine any normal human, but he's probably not normal, which is why he was able to be so cruel to these animals and have really no compunction about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, yeah, I always thought, I get it. People make mistakes. People can make criminal mistakes and learn from them in advance and move on. And, and so he has, he's, you know, successful again in the NFL and he's doing his thing, but you don't get to own a dog again, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> now you have to have cats. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. You're open, opening up a crazy door. <laughs> cat door. Yes. Yes. He only gets, or actually, no, you don't even get that. You just get to own the scratching post. You don't get to own the animal. <laughs> I don't know. Can you think of any other celebrities that, have done something negative. Like, you know, we joked about the Michael Phelps thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was horrible that he took a bong hit at a party. I mean, it's just, it's not my cup of tea. So I can't, I can't really judge what he would, was doing, but I just, I still don't think that makes him a bad human being. And he's still an amazing athlete. So let's see what other celebrities. I mean, I, I really don't want to, I mean, we could talk about, uh, Woods, Tiger Woods. But, oh, gosh, yes. But, you know, I mean, that's like, I don't even really know what to say about that guy. And then, yeah. uh, but I mean, there's plenty of celebrities who've done all sorts of crazy things. And, because they're just normal human beings. And I'm right. sure if we were all held up to a microscope, there'd be lots of, you know, flaws exposed for all of us. So M Michael Jordan, you know, he, he's well known yeah. for his gambling addiction. Yeah. You know, so it's just not, it's not the same thing, though, as when it's a child peer. Right. And that... Yeah, no, I get it. There's more, there's more on her shoulders, so to speak, because youth is looking up to her in, in some regard. But I still just can't blame her for being 18 and smoking whatever it was she was smoking. But, I mean, oh. Darn it! I'm gonna forget her name too. Um, the girl from Herbie 
and uh, Lindsay Lohan. L- Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Thanks. You know, there's another one that she should have been straight A, walking the line. And I, what the heck happened to that individual? Well, I'm, I'm sure you have better things to do with your life than watch reality television. But I watched whatever that crazy Lohan, Living Lohan show or whatever really? it was on uh-huh. TV. And, and her parents are nuts. And so she, I think she's probably lucky to be where she's at. She, everything she has, she's had in spite of those people wow. who are a tad bit criminal and definitely dysfunctional. So that sort of makes sense that she is as whacked out as she is because her family's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, I don't watch celebrity stuff, but right. you know what? I listen to my, NP, believe it or not, in my NPR podcast, my Fox, or not Fox, I listen to the Wall Street Journal, uh-huh. which might as well be Fox. I think they're owned, I was by, the say, same, yes. they're owned by the same people. <laughs> Fox Light. It's Fox Light, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is pretty good. I think that they've kind of, uh, they, they stay really, try to be as news-oriented more than, I mean, at least I know that Mr. Opinion, who I listen to on there, when mm-hmm. when he does give an opinion, you can tell the difference between that and a news story. And the news, yes. That's <laughs> all I ask, is just tell me when you're commentating yeah. and tell me when you're delivering news. Yeah. Right. In, in fact, I emailed the guy. His name's Gordon Deal, does the morning, uh-huh. sh- morning show for Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. and he said, I am not a news guy, straight up. He sent me an, a, a message on Twitter, said, I am not a news guy, I am a radio personality. Right. And that was all I needed to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his job is basically to sell advertising. It's not even to give opinions, you know? Yeah. He's just got to make it entertaining enough so that they can sell advertising. But, <laughs> but you know, he's, he's like another just a guy dude. When I say it, just a guy dude, he's the... Yeah. he His target audience is males 25 to 45 or something like that. Okay. And he just, you know, he, he has a female news person. It's almost like, like, have, like how Howard Stern has his lady his news Robin. reader. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Sort of thing, except they're not, um, they're not totally out there trying to do some wild show. They're really trying to do, uh, financial, relatively financial news, but it's right. You know, it's a mix of everything. Anyways, my whole point there is that uh, e- even those shows will talk about, a, you know, the Miley Cyruses and right. and all of these people that we're talking about, even though they really are supposed to be financial news and things like that. But for some reason, they get the airplay in every different audience that's out there you you can't avoid it no unfortunately and i think maybe it's just it speaks to our culture that we're a little bit we're all a little bit titillated by it i think and so that's why it's so prevalent and when it's so scandalous like the tiger woods deal or whatever then of course we want to seize on that because it's very interesting and everybody likes to well not everybody but people like to ditter and gossip and and yeah why not especially Mm -hmm. about somebody who who could be knocked down a few pegs, you know, somebody who's famous that, you know, there's that schadenfreude thing where you, you're kind of glad that they're getting in trouble because they've got it so much better than you've got it. I think Uh, that's, that's the word of the day. And you'll, you get a bell for that one for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I did hear a cute, um, uh, difference, uh, uh, meaning to that word. Someone called it a schadenfreude. 
and that was when you were hoping that someone you didn't like had horrible sex for the rest of their life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. All right, hold on just a second. And we're back, I think. Maybe. No. Are we back? Hello. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Okay. I don't know Sorry about that. That was weird. It was weird. That's okay. <sighs> so, yeah, that was, that's quite funny. Shag and Freud. Shag and Freud. Shag and Freud. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. and on the, should wrap it up for this week. We can. We sure can. I have homework to do for next week's show. You do. So yes. next week we're going to be doing our show on Thursday. We'll be recording. And we'll be doing a, a couple different things. One is we'll talk about whatever things happened over the course of our weekend. But then after that, a uh, year in review, talking about all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, because we haven't talked about Mark Zuckerberg being man of the year or any of that. Right. right. And really, if it weren't for Mark Zuckerberg, we wouldn't be doing this podcast because but, there would be no Facebook and we wouldn't have connected. Dang the luck, huh? <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. I know. That troublemaker. <laughs> I love it. That's too funny. <sighs> Held remotely. Oh. Hmm. Are, you oh th- are you there? I am. Okay. So. Cool. How funny. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, definitely invite the feedback. We got some great feedback I just want to make a quick mention of, and we really appreciate mm-hmm. that. And uh, keep it coming. We hope you continue to enjoy our our show that we plan on having as weekly, as much as <laughs> <Yep>. possible, <laughs> as as often as we can do it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. we do love it hearing from people that have listened, and 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 any feedback is welcome. Don't feel like you have to sugarcoat anything. We love to hear it, and we're definitely trying to improve always the content and quality show so let us know absolutely all right well i'm gonna go ahead and we'll sign off now and for tj talks i'm jed all right and we'll be chatting with the ladies